Welcome to Swipe Left or Right, a humorous podcast about modern online dating. I'm your host, Tanya. We are going to talk to people from around the country to discuss what it's like dating in various states, in various seasons of life, and on different platforms. We will talk to dating coaches to get some tips on what we are doing wrong and right. We will review dating apps, which are better and which are not so great. We will review articles and data on the latest online dating trends and buzzwords and all the things related to online dating, but mostly we'll laugh and be entertained at the world we may find ourselves in. I have the ladies of Murdoch Drive to thank for this podcast. The idea for this podcast started at a women's conference in Florida in 2020 pre-pandemic. I shared an Airbnb with six women I'd never met before, which was as far outside my comfort zone as possible. And sitting around at the beach, having fresh seafood and adult beverages, some of us were single and discussing what it was like to date in Michigan, Kansas City, and Denver. Then someone mentioned a podcast, and Swipe Left or Right was born. It's taken a bit of detours to get to the actual launch, but here we are. Since this is the first episode, let me introduce myself. I moved to Denver in 2014 after my daughter went off to college. I found myself single with no friends or life. I had no idea where to start the search for these very necessary components. My therapist had suggested online dating before my daughter went off to college, so I was not grappling with empty nest syndrome as well as relocating to a new city and being single. I am sure I am not the only human in a population of billions to experience this season of life. Along the way of searching for true love, I found many of my favorites in Denver. I've also found lifelong friends as a result of my search for love. In 2015, I started on the great adventure of online dating in Denver. I went on 150 first dates in a year. You heard that right, 150. This is basically equivalent to a full-time job and makes me an online dating expert. That is a lot of getting dressed up, thinking about meeting spots, worried if I would be liked or if I would be disappointed by my date, and many other various factors. I would swipe left, swipe left, and then swipe right, and then get a message from someone who also swiped right and a connection was made. Someone once said I did not look like any of my photos and that I was better in person. Maybe that's why I was still single. Strange, I thought my photos represented me well. Maybe I should have a dating coach review my next profile to make sure it conveys the correct amount of me. Do I need to find a hitch in Colorado? Are photos the most important thing? Do you even read the bios? Do What do you look for in a potential mate? Online dating is hard. There are so many apps to choose from. How do you choose just one? Or do you use multiple apps at a time? I'm a one-at-a-time girl. It's hard to remember where all those humans are coming from, not to mention remembering details like names, family, employment information, and various other details, along with trying to be cute, funny, and not come across like it's a job interview. That is why they created the notes section in our phones, right? My little black book is full of Chris's with what app we met on, our first date location, and a yes or no notation for a second date. It's hard to keep all that information in my brain. 
back to the 151st dates. You can imagine how entertained I was each week and how exhausted. I should have started this podcast back then. My very first venture into online dating was OkCupid. I carefully selected photos of me doing fun adventures and curated my bio with just enough humor to be eye-catching and hit the publish button. Sort of like starting this podcast, I was nervous but interested in the outcome of the experiment. I'd swipe on my lunch break while sitting at home watching the latest trending show on Netflix and over my morning coffee. I set my notifications to on so I'd never miss a connection. I'd stack my days with coffee dates, brunches, lunchtime walks in the park, picnics, Sunday afternoon putt-putt games, and lots of breweries for drinks. I'd get dressed up in a sundress, always my go-to date outfit, do my hair and makeup, and arrive at the pre-arranged location a few minutes early. Most of the time, I let my suitor pick the location. I was sure I was going to find the one along with the best sushi in Denver. I found the best places to bowl, ice skate, coffee shops, restaurants, bars, hiking trails, and workout locations, not just in Denver, but really the entire state of Colorado. This is how I found out that a coffee shop off Brighton Boulevard closes at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday and had my very first Burger King date. Nothing wrong with Burger King, except I was way overdressed for one in Commerce City. I now know that bars in Cherry Creek are the best girly drinks. I've gone to a Jesse J concert at the Fillmore and line dancing at the Stampede in the same week and discovered Denver's music scene for the first time. I went on a hike in Boulder and discovered parking at trailheads on a weekend after 9 a.m. is impossible. I met my favorite bartender in the entire country while waiting to meet a date after a volleyball game at a dive bar in Aurora. He turned me on to gin. And before you say you hate gin and it tastes nasty, go have one of his drinks and check back with me. I know which movie theaters have a bar and a recliner seat. Bless the pandemic, which allowed us to pivot and created seat reservations for movies. A guy once invited me to a movie on a first date. Strange, because I know nothing about him, but loved Matt Damon in The Martian. Later, I saw that same man at a private party, and he didn't remember me. Funny how that happens. You think Denver is a big city, but in reality, it's a small town. I've been yelled at by a man for wearing heels on a first date and for being taller than him. I always confirm height, not because I'm a snob, but because I'm a heels girl and I want to know if I can wear my favorite heels or if I have to put on some cute ballet flats. We didn't even make it through dinner before I bailed on that date. I thought women were the height snobs. I had one man say he was just looking for a baby mama for his little girl after our mom took off before she turned two points for being honest, dude. I've had men just want to hook up and that wasn't from a Tinder swipe. I've had men want to get married right away. Late night ice cream dates revealed little man ice cream is worth the wait in line. I discovered that Avanti's has the best view of the city skyline at night. Did you know there was a bar downtown that has free pool during the week? It's a great first date, which requires very little effort and not just sitting across from a stranger, basically interviewing them. I went to a Rockies game and sat behind home plate. Those were amazing seats. I also went to an Avs game and again had amazing seats. I guess all the me those men with season tickets are also single and looking to take someone to the games. I'm fortunate that I like sports. Even sitting at Choppers in Cherry Creek watching the games on a million. Okay, slight exaggeration. 
TVs is a worthy first date. At least you'll have something to talk about, and we all look cute in football jerseys. I had a guy invite me to the Great American Beer Festival where he was working, so I just trailed along behind him looking like a lost puppy, drinking beer, and trying to look like I belonged. I went on a lot of first coffee dates. They are the perfect first contact because after you are finished with your cup, if it's not going well, you have a built-in end of the date. I did eventually find my favorite coffee shop where they know me and have my coffee ready by the time I pay for it. Plus, you can tell a lot about a date by what they order. But don't judge a book by its cover. I can be a basic coffee drinker or a diva. Just depends on where we are and how I'm feeling. I am by far not a foodie, but letting a guy who's lived in Denver his entire life pick the restaurant usually means a good meal. I found the best burger joints, fried chicken, and places that remind me of home. I've also had food poisoning from a pub on the east side of town. I've been to restaurants from the northernmost suburbs to the southern and everything from east to west. I've had men offer to cook for me or bring me dessert after a walk in the park, be entertained, and go on a food tour of Denver. Did you know they have ghost tours? I've gone on a first date while having a narrator tell me all about the walking dead in Denver streets. That was scary. Once a man showed up to our first date and started acting strange in the middle of dinner and confessed to having eaten an edible several hours earlier for the first time and did not think it would take so long for him to react to it. That was fun. He spent most of the night in the bathroom throwing up while I sat and sipped my margarita. Bar Louie in the old Stapleton neighborhood, now known as Central Park and not the one in New York City, was my go-to place for a first date if I had to pick the place. It was close enough to home to be a quick drive, yet far enough away that I would not run into anyone I knew, and my date would not run into me if it didn't work out and he wanted to haunt my usual places. Someone asked me why I didn't take my first dates to my bar. Once I introduced them to the best bartender, then they would constantly be around, and if it didn't work out, it could be awkward. Plus, I'm pretty territorial about my favorite bar. A friend told me they always take their dates to their usual haunts so their friends can weigh in. If I took my 151st dates to my usual place, my friends would definitely be entertained. It would be like a soap opera. Stay tuned for the next episode of Who is Tanya Going Out With Today? I will never get those 365 days back, but I will always have the memories. I did take one thing away from those conversations about my friends and first dates. I started dressing more like me. If a man could not appreciate me dressing like I was going out with my friends, then he did not deserve me getting totally dressed up for a night on the town. It didn't take me nearly as long to get ready, and I could pop over to my friend's birthday party after the date without having to explain why I was so overdressed or leave said birthday party to go on a date. There were plenty of times I'd sandwich a date into an event with friends. I did have a date complain that I was cutting it short by bailing to go to a concert. When I really liked someone, I'd invite them to crash my friends' events, but that didn't happen very often. I went to see the musical First Date while on a first date and was entertained by the irony. And I found Denver's equivalent of Cheers, where everyone knows my name and my favorite beverage is always available. If I sit in a different spot, someone asks if I'm okay. It's nice to feel loved by a place where you were once a stranger. Man, I love that feeling. Have you found your cheers? There's nothing like walking in after a date and having someone give you a hug and put a drink in your hand. It's almost better than having someone waiting at home for you. 
There's a dark side to online dating too, but I'm going to focus on the positive, entertaining side. I like to laugh at myself and hope you come along and laugh with me. On that note, please be safe when engaging in any online activity, including online dating. My friends and I have a very serious list of requirements for meeting people online, whether dating or otherwise. One of those requirements is telling my bestie, who lives in a different state, who and where I am meeting a date. Don't forget to touch base after the date to regale her with tales of true love found or still waiting. She appreciates the stories, especially if she's been married for a while. I've heard of women having friends come to the meeting location as a safety net, and there's nothing wrong with that. I've been known to tell the server that I'm on a first date and to give me a thumbs up or down when I go to the bathroom. I once Ubered to a date and jokingly told the Uber driver to check the news the next day for my face so he could tell the police where he dropped me off in the event I went missing. I really was joking, but there's a little bit of truth to that. I had an offer for a first date to walk in the park, and when I asked for more details, it was at 10 p.m. in a sketchy part of Aurora. I passed on that date. You do not need to accept every invite just because you are online dating. It's okay to say no. I had one gentleman tell me the story of his worst first date. And when his date went to the bathroom, he asked the server for the checks, please. And when his date came back to the table, she was upset that he had not paid for her meal. I like hearing about my date's worst first dates. It makes me smile to think I'm not the only one experiencing a first date. That brings up an interesting question. Do you offer to split the check on a first date? Do you assume the man will pay? Do you insist on paying? If you're a man, do you always pay? What is the appropriate first date tab procedure? I once offered to split a check with a guy for a fancy dinner, and he pushed the check towards me and told the server that I had it. We will review the data and see what experts say about this topic on a future show. It gets expensive if you're going out as much as I did in 2015. I've been ghosted a lot of times. Do you know what ghosting means? Have you ghosted somebody? Why do we ghost people? What about gaslighting? Have you been gaslit? Do you gaslight people? We will review modern lingo too, so everyone is current on what Urban Dictionary is saying about dating. From swiping left or right, to choosing the meeting place, to actually meeting Online dating is nerve-wracking. Each week, I will bring you a new guest from a new location, an expert to give us some help, a review of an app, or an interesting article to discuss. I want to interview the single lady in Michigan or the widow in Florida who hasn't dated in 20 years, the cowboy in Texas who's on an app for the first time looking for love, or the young woman venturing out of her comfort zone in Wyoming. I want to tell these stories. We will cry together over being rejected or have a sigh of relief over dodging a bullet or just laugh at ourselves because we're in this together. If you are single and online dating, then this is your circle of humans. I hope at the end of each episode, you'll laugh knowing you're not alone in your search for love. If you are not single or not online dating, then you have found an alternate universe and come along to be entertained. This is not a bashing outlet. These are the stories, good, bad, and otherwise, of humans doing life together online. I know plenty of people who've connected online from various sites and are now married. Some are in committed relationships and have no desire to get married. Do you have a position on getting married if you met someone online? I did, and it backfired on me. 
Now I reserve the right to change my mind on any topic. Have you changed your online dating habits since COVID? Have you had any virtual dates during the pandemic? I took time off from dating because it was exhausting. I'll keep you posted when I'm ready to put myself back out there. That might be a YouTube channel so y'all can follow along with the pre and post date routines and debrief. Do you swipe while on vacation? Is Tinder really just a hookup site anymore? If you met someone online while on the beach in Hawaii, would you want to see them again? Exchange numbers. How do you feel about long-distance relationships as a result of a vacation, hookup, or just meeting while in a new city? What about the cute guy sitting next to you on the airplane when you're landing at the mile high um, flying over the blue horse? Let's discuss all of these Each week, let's get together to share our stories and feel love. I'll see you right here next week.